الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه 
ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصمه ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكمل العدة ولتكبر الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون The month of Ramadan is defined because of the Quran It is the month in which the Quran came down to guide people all people to give clear instructions to all people and to help all people make a difference between what is right and what is wrong. So whoever is alive during the month of Ramadan, they need to fast. And that of course means whoever is of age of fasting. And whoever is sick or traveling, they can do the same number of days at a later time when they're no longer sick or no longer traveling. Allah wants things to be easy for you. Allah does not want things to be hard for you. Allah wants you to complete that number. And Allah wants you to, real to realize how amazing He is and become grateful to Him. At the field trip, so this was a literal translation of the ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah with the month of Ramadan. At the field trip this Wednesday, um, I was wearing my jacket and I was wearing the regular clothes I wear on a regular Thursday. A lot of people at the museum, they, they stopped me and they asked me, do you work here? I'm lost. Where is this place? Where is that place? Where is that place? And after the second or third person, I said, no, I don't, but where, where, what are you looking for? Because I had the map. And they, I don't remember actually which specific place they were looking for, but I was able to tell them, yeah, you go this way, there's stairs. It was a complicated museum. It was not easy to find where you're going. But after some time, I was able to figure things out. I felt happy. I felt so good about myself that I was able to guide somebody who was lost. And all of you can relate to this. When you know something that somebody needs, you feel good about yourself that you were able to help them. This is natural human beings, human feelings. You feel happy that you were able to help somebody. Now, what does the ayah of Ramadan say about the Quran? That it is guidance clear guidance, clear instructions for people and helping people make right and wrong, make apart right and wrong. At Guthrie, do you learn the Qur'an? Are you going to have situations where somebody's asking you something and they don't have the knowledge because they don't know Qur'an and you have the knowledge because you know Qur'an? It's gonna happen. So you have reason to be proud of yourself. No Muslim should be jealous of anybody else except one thing. You can be jealous of another person for how much Qur'an they know. But now, the example I gave you of 
being able to guide someone at the museum, that's just an example. If I had memorized the colors on the map, the shapes on the map, but I had no clue where I was in the building, would the map do any good for me? No. The way I was able to guide that person and tell them where to go because of the stairs and this and that, is because I understood what I was looking at. I understood where I was. I understood what I was doing and what I was looking at. So the same thing goes for the Qur'an. The Qur'an is very powerful. You can be proud of the Qur'an because you're learning the Qur'an. In order to be able to share the Qur'an, share Allah's guidance to people who are looking for it, you have to know what it's saying. You have to know the value of what you have. If I had this piece of paper and I didn't know what it represented, I wouldn't be able to, to guide people at the museum. You have to understand the value of what you have. And the Muslims in Mecca, when the Qur'an came down, they knew the value of the Qur'an. The Qur'an flipped everything. The Qur'an turned Umar ibn al-Khattab into Umar ibn al-Khattab. This man, he is the one that Prophet Muhammad said, وسلم, if there was a messenger after me, if there was a prophet after me, it would have been Umar. Yet, for six years, he's behaving very arrogantly, very ignorantly, very foolishly. He is one of the worst enemies of the Muslims. For many years. He had good inside of it, but he didn't have the guidance. He didn't have the powerful guidance. Once the powerful guidance came to him, there's three incidents that happened to him where he got exposed or he got to hear the Qur'an and the powerful message of the Qur'an. After the third time, that's it. He became a Muslim. And it completely changed his personality altogether. He was a gangster. He turned into the best person after the Prophet wasallam. That he, would, he said, if there was a Prophet after me, it would have been Umar. Subhanallah. The Qur'an completely changed him. The Qur'an completely changed a prisoner. And I've shared this with you already in another khutbah. After just a few days of being a prisoner and witnessing and hearing the Qur'an, he completely changed. He said, there was no place on earth that was hated to me more than this place. Now I love this place more than any other place. Same thing with your face, Ya Muhammad There was nobody I hated more than you, now there's nobody I love more than you. It completely changed him just by hearing the Qur'an. But hearing the Qur'an and seeing that the people who are carrying the Qur'an actually know what they're carrying, actually know the power of that message. The power of the Qur'an cannot possibly happen if the person who's reciting it doesn't know what they're reciting doesn't know what the power of the Qur'an is, doesn't know what the Qur'an is for, doesn't realize that this is the guidance that Allah sent down, the final guidance for all of mankind until the Day of Judgment. The Qur'an changed the map of the world. You learn in social studies, the different states and where their border is, different countries and where their border is. Well, there used to be a map at the time of Rasulullah Because of the Qur'an, the map completely changed for the entire known world at the time. Allahu Akbar. The Qur'an flips things completely. The Muslims, 
In Mecca, the first early Muslims, Abu Bakr and Uthman and also Umar ibn Khattab after a few years, they used to gather at a place called Dar al-Arqam and they would pray. And they would pray facing the Qibla. And the Qibla they were facing was the Qibla of the previous messengers, which was Jerusalem, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, in Jerusalem. So they were facing north from Saudi Arabia, from Mecca. And every time that the messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he went to pray at the Kaaba, he would make sure that he's praying in such a way that he's facing the Kaaba and facing north, which means he has to be on the south side of the Kaaba. Then Allah commanded the Muslims to migrate to Medina. Now, the Kaaba is here, and the messenger would make sure to pray on the south side so that he can be facing the Kaaba and facing the Qibla, because the Qibla was Jerusalem. Now Medina is between Mecca and Jerusalem. So if you're in Medina, you can't face the Kaaba and face the Qibla. This was hard on the Messenger He didn't say anything. He looked up at the sky, thinking, I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He didn't say anything He didn't like the fact that he couldn't pray facing the Kaaba and facing the Qibla. So Allah, just a few ayahs before the one I recited about the month of Ramadan. You see, this is all connected. Just a few ayahs before that, Allah says, قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجَهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ Allah says, Ya Muhammad, I saw how you looked up at the sky. And when Allah says this, He means, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're feeling inside. فَلَنُوَلِّيَنَّكَ قِبَلَةً تَلْضَاهَا We will for sure give you a qibla that will make you happy. And so the Qur'an that came to change so many things and changed people, the Qur'an also came and changed the qibla. Going, going forward from that day, which was a little bit after they had arrived in Medina, from that day, now the qibla is towards the Kaaba, towards Mecca. Subhanallah. Because Prophet Muhammad had already received so much revelation explaining to him and to us and to all of us that the first one to establish the religion of Allah as an ummah was Ibrahim The first one to establish the Kaaba, the first masjid built for the worship of Allah was Ibrahim so Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he understood that the very birthplace of the religion of Allah was the Kaaba. That's why he didn't like to pray facing, not facing the Kaaba. But of course he had to follow the instructions of Allah, so he was praying towards the north, towards Jerusalem. Until Allah says, we saw your eyes going to the sky and we know what you feel, so there we go. From now on, we're going to pray facing the, the, facing the Kaaba. And that's our new Qibla. This happened in the month of Sha'ban. So as we're going through the month of Sha'ban right now, go back 1,400, years ago, I mean 1,443 years ago, this is what was happening at the time. They had just changed the Qibla. Actually, there's a Sahabi who arrived 
to his small town, you could say, or an, an area on the outskirts of Medina. And he found that the, the people in his town were already praying. And he had just experienced the change of Qibla. So he came to his town, people were praying towards the north. And he announced, no, change of Qibla. I was just praying with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, We're now praying towards the Kaaba. And they, swip, they swapped, they, they, they turned around during the Salah because of the new Qibla. This happened in the month of Sha'ban. Now, the Qur'an is made to set everything right. Everything that goes wrong, the Qur'an is meant to set it right. And this month of Sha'ban, we've been talking to all the students already a lot about preparing yourself for Ramadan. Cleaning your heart from any ill feelings, from any bad emotions. You're preparing yourself for Ramadan. What is Ramadan about? Ramadan is about the Qur'an. About the power of the Qur'an and about how the Qur'an can change the map. The Qur'an can change the Qibla. The Qur'an can change a person. So prepare yourself so that the Qur'an can change you into the best of yourself. Allah has written down what you can become if you make the right choices. And Allah has given you the blueprint in the Qur'an to be the best that you can become. This Ramadan, be the best that you can become. Allah doesn't expect perfection from us. What Allah expects is that we talk to Him and realize we are not perfect. So do your best these couple weeks before the month of Ramadan to prepare yourself, be a good person, make the right choices. Don't hand over your emotions to shaitan. Talk to Allah and hand over your emotions to Allah. So that the power of the Qur'an, so that Allah and His religion can dignify you, can honor you. Because that's what the religion does. Umar ibn al-Khattab before Islam, gangster, thug. Umar ibn al-Khattab, after he became a Muslim, the most honored, radiallahu anhu, the messenger said he would have been the messenger after me, the prophet after me if there was a prophet, radiallahu anhu. The Qur'an can change you. Turn to the Qur'an and turn to Allah. Because if you don't, if you hand over your emotions to shaitan and you let the shaitan tell you what to do with them, you're going to be disrespected. You're going to be looked down upon. People are not going to honor you. There was a man you could call a highway robber, a thief. This was hundreds of years after the Messenger ﷺ, or at least decades. He was known. And when people knew where he was, they would say, don't go that way. This guy is terrible. And one night, as he was getting ready to steal, ready to do his evil, you know, when you're a thief and you're trying to steal, you have to hide away, you have to wait for the nighttime, you have to climb on the roof to do weird things. And as he's climbing on the roof, he's hearing the Quran being recited. <laughs> Isn't it time? If you believe, isn't it time? 
that you should stand in awe for the message of Allah? Wink to my Arabic class from a couple minutes ago. Isn't it time that you stand in awe for the message of Allah and change yourself? Make the better choices in life? This highway robber became a scholar. He's famous, he's talked about now. Do you want to be famous in a hundred years? That people will talk about you? Because of how well you did? Because of the right choices you did in your life? So stand in awe for the message of Allah. Make the right choices and turn to Allah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah alladhi anzala ala abdihi al-kitab wa lam yaj'al lahu iwaja. We thank Allah who has sent down the book the Qur'an, upon his servant, his slave, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Qur'an is straight to the point. It doesn't go in circles this way, that way. No. Don't go in circles this way, that way to get what you want. Oh, this is not working out. The teacher said, no, let me try another way. Let me try to get, I want this, I want this. Let me try this way, let me try this way. No. Every Friday, that Brother Wadud and myself, we talk to you, or sometimes we have guests. This is a reminder for me, it's a reminder for you, it's a reminder that you need to take for yourself personally. Come into this room for Salah, so that you're coming to this room for Salah. Come to this room for Salah, so that you're coming to this room for Salah. What for are you walking this way? To get the rewards of Salah? I mean, I assume that's what you want. So walk that way. Walk to Salah for Salah, for the rewards of Salah, for the benefits of Salah, for the power of the Qur'an. So that the Qur'an will shape you into the best that you can become. Think about this over the weekend. Think about this. Nobody's perfect. You're not going to be able to always do your best. Turn to Allah. Whenever you have bad times, bad moments, turn to Allah. And tell Allah, SubhanAllah, Ya Allah, you are perfect and I'm not. Ya Allah, give me the, the way that I should do this. Help me out in this. I'm going to conclude with the ayah right after the ayah of Ramadan, which is make dua. After Allah explains all of this about Ramadan and the power of the Quran, Allah says, Tell all the believers to make dua and do their best. All they have to do is try. Turn to Allah and try. May Allah give us the tawfiq to make dua to him and make the best of these two weeks and then the month of Ramadan. Ameen. This was a dua, so say Ameen. Rabbana awzi'na an nashkura ni'matak. Ameen. Ya Allah, help us and push us to be thankful to the blessings you've given us. To appreciate, to appreciate them to their true value. To hold the Qur'an to high, in high regard for the value of the Qur'an. Ameen. 
التي أنعمت علينا وعلى والدينا وأن نعمل صالحا ترضاه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين آمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة